0: I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy news update for Monday, February 26th. Two house fires in Quincy on Saturday. The first one broke out at 44 Empire Street in Germantown. Just after 1230 Saturday afternoon, police say a car in the driveway caught fire after it was started. The fire spread to a second vehicle and then to the house. Police say the home sustained minor damage and no one was hurt. The owners told police the car is unregistered, and they start it once a week to keep it running. And then just before 1130 Saturday night, a fire broke out at 117 Vassal Street in the North Quincy area. People in that house say the fire started in an upstairs back bedroom. After attempting to douse the fire themselves, the residents fled. Firefighters quickly brought the blaze under control. No one was hurt, and neither fire is considered suspicious. A girl is dead after she was trapped inside a burning home in Middleborough. The Middleborough Fire and Police Departments first received reports about people trapped in a fire at 27 Pearl Street at about 2 a.m. Saturday. First responders saw heavy flames coming from the first and second floors of the house. Firefighters worked to prevent them from spreading to nearby homes. Firefighters also attempted to enter the burning home in order to rescue the girl who was reportedly still inside, but the heavy flames prevented them from getting in. Once the fire was knocked down, the girl was found dead inside. Thompson and Perkins say a woman was transported by ambulance to Rhode Island Hospital in Providence with what appeared to be serious burn injuries a man and another girl were both taken by ambulance to area hospitals with less severe injuries. The girl killed in the fire and the three people who were injured have not yet been named. In a message sent to the Middleborough Public Schools community, the superintendent Carolyn Lyons said the girl who died in the fire was an 11-year-old student at Nichols Middle School Lyons also said the girl has family who attend Berkland Elementary School and Middleboro High School. Police in Rockland searching for two men who are suspects in an armed robbery at a 7-Eleven in Rockland. Police said the two suspects entered the 7-Eleven on Market Street at about 3.20 a.m. Saturday and approached the clerk while he was at the coffee machine. One of the suspects pulled a gun on the clerk. The other suspect pulled a knife. Police said the suspects then walked the clerk behind the counter, forced him to open the cash register. Suspects, were both wearing blue latex gloves, stole the contents of the cash register and six packs of cigarettes worth about $80. Suspects left the store on foot in the direction of Highland Street, likely to a getaway vehicle that was parked nearby. Rockland police shared a photograph of the suspects on social media. Suspect who pulled the guns, about six feet tall, wearing black Nike sweatpants, blue sneakers, a black puffy jacket, and a black face mask at the time of the robbery. Suspect who pulled the knife, police say, is about 5'8", wearing gray sweatpants, a black hoodie, a black face mask, and white slides on his feet. Anybody with information is asked to contact Rockland police. Early voting continues this week for the March 5th presidential primary election. Voters may cast ballots in the Great Hall at Quincy City Hall today through Friday from 8.30 to 4.30. Tomorrow at 5 p.m. was the last day and hour to request a mail-in ballot for the primary. And mail-in ballots are due at the city clerk's office by March 5th at 8 p.m. City Clerk Nicole Crispo says in-person voting will take place March 5th from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and that some improvements have been made to some of the polling locations based on voter feedback. Other changes include moving the voting from the auditorium to the cafeteria at the Broadmeadows Middle School, plus improved lighting at the Point Webster and Snug Harbor schools. There will be no school on March 5th because of the primary. Crispo is predicting anywhere from a 25 to 38 percent voter turnouts. A Lowell man will be back in Quincy District Court tomorrow, charged with shooting another man who was sitting in a car parked in Quincy earlier this month. 34-year-old Daniel Rivera is facing attempted murder charges after police say he shot the victim in the thigh while he was sitting in a car, parked at Elm Avenue and Marlborough Streets in Wallaston at about 2 a.m. on February 16th. The victim was treated and released from the hospital. Police say the victim is the ex-boyfriend of Rivera's current girlfriend and that the two men had a confrontation earlier that night in the woman's nearby apartment. Rivera was arrested later in the day at the CVS on Beale Street. Police say they also found drugs on Rivera and in the victim's car. Officers also recovered two shell casings and a bullet fragment from the shooting scene. Rivera has pleaded not guilty to charges including attempted murder, and drug, firearm violations. He's been held without bail and will appear for a dangerousness hearing tomorrow in Quincy District Court. Scammers posing as contractors are targeting Massachusetts residents. Police say there has been a regional uptick in reports of someone knocking on doors and offering a free chimney or roof inspection. Their goal is to get hired and secure a deposit from the homeowner. Police say residents should be sure to only hire licensed and insured contractors and do their homework by checking the Better Business Bureau or the Massachusetts Office of Consumer Affairs. They also say that getting several estimates in writing that includes a description of the work, price, and timeline. These types of scams are nothing new in Massachusetts, and January Quincy Police say they found a man with more than $70,000 in cash and stolen jewelry who was to believe to be part of a, quote, Irish traveler scam. In those incidents, police say scammers will show up at homes with leftover building materials and then continue to find things at a home they see need to be repaired. There was a similar arrest in Norwood last June, and Saugus police said around the same time that an elderly resident paid more than $100,000 for unnecessary work. Governor Healy reigniting calls for Stewart Healthcare, the troubled operator of nine area hospitals, to leave Massachusetts after the Dallas-based company did not comply with the state's request to release their audited financial documents. A spokesperson for the governor confirmed Stewart didn't comply with the Friday deadline to release the documents, which the state said have been illegally obscured for years. Earlier this year, Stewart's financial situation became a cause for concern after the company blaming the pandemic and low payout rates from federal health care said care across their nine hospitals could be jeopardized. Healy gave Stewart CEO Ralph De La until Friday to release the requested financial statements. And said the hospital owner should begin transitioning their facilities to new operators. Hospital owner employs about 16,000 people in Massachusetts. After the request, Stewart said they've previously provided extensive financial records and are working with the state. Massachusetts congressman calling for the United States to send aid to Ukraine. Two years have passed since Russia invaded its neighbor in Eastern Europe. Congressman Stephen Lynch was among the dozens who gathered on Boston Common for a rally on Saturday afternoon. Lynch was among several speakers who called upon American lawmakers to approve more aid for Ukraine. The congressman said he's visited Ukraine several times and said the country needs help from the U.S. to keep up its fight against Russian forces. Lynch said he believes there are enough votes in the Republican-led U.S. House to pass an aid bill for Ukraine, but he also said Republican leadership is not allowing a bill to come to a vote. Organizers of Saturday's rally said the demonstration also marked the 10th anniversary of Russia's occupation of the peninsula of Crimea. While the Russian occupation of Crimea began in February 2014, Russia didn't annex the peninsula until the following month, the annexation is a move that most of the world denounced as illegal. Three local high school teams have earned spots in the MIAA winter tournaments, and two teams will host home games this week. The Quincy High School girls' basketball team is seeded number nine in the Division I tournament and will host number 24 Hopkinton this Friday at 6:30. The President's Clinch, the Patriot League. Fisher Division Championship for the second consecutive season and are the highest locally seeded team in the playoffs. Quincy would play the winner of the Lexington-Acton-Boxborough game if the presidents advance on Friday night. Lexington is seeded eight, Acton-Boxborough number 25. And the North Quincy girls basketball team will also see tournament action as the Raiders are seeded 20 in the Division Two tournament, will play number thirteen Whitman Hanson. The game details have not been announced. In Division Three boys hockey, number thirty-two North Quincy Raiders host number thirty-three Diamond tonight at six thirty in a preliminary round matchup at the Quincy Youth Arena. The winner takes on top-seeded Nauset Regional this Wednesday at seven fifteen at the Charles Moore Arena in Orleans. Check up business news this morning. Stocks are mixed. The Dow was down 45. NASDAQ up a fraction. S&P fell one. Global stocks are mostly lower. The dollar rose. The euro was up. Oil at $76 a barrel. Sports Bruins in Seattle tonight at 10 o'clock. The National Weather Service forecast today, partly sunny and a high 51 degrees. Cloudy tonight, low 27. Tomorrow, clouds and sun 55. Showers on Wednesday. It'll be windy too, with a high of 57. Thursday, mostly sunny, windy, and cold. The high 37. For the boater today, waves about two feet. Southwesterly winds, 10 to 15, gusting to 25 knots, and a high tide at 12:35 p.m. Sunrise 6:24. Set at 5:29. I'm Joe Catalano with an AEM Quincy news update for Monday, February 26th.